0: Being a mom is the toughest job there is, and it doesn't come with instructions. So, it's okay if you don't have all the answers. We'll figure it out together. This is Mom Brain with Hilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Mom Brain. I'm Ilaria. And I'm Daphne. And today we get to talk to my dermatologist, Dr. Arash Akhavan, who is just like he has this amazing calming presence. He definitely does. You feel like he knows everything about anything.
0: And we're going to go deep with him about all the things that, you know, moms and women in general deal with uh, everything from hyperpigmentation and melasma to skin stretching. Uh, spider veins varicose
1: veins the super cosmetic stuff we do talk about Botox we talk
0: about Botox talk about filler talk about losers Lasers, lasers. Sorry. Talk about lasers. <laughs> Definitely late. It was a laser. Cal was giving me the outside. L that L sign.
1: Sign. <laughs> was a mom brain uh, moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's he's uh, he's he's quite a, a source of information. We always laugh because, like, I'll go to his office usually for like you know, like cancer skin check or something like that. But I'm so fascinated by everything that I will just sit there and like pick his brain about every single everything cuz it just I just think it's so interesting. And cuz there's
0: so much new stuff always coming out. Like where before your only option was a facelift or whatever, now there's like a little filler here, a little botox there, a little Ulthera therapy, a right. little laser and you're just pssst, back to 25 but but both of us have done nothing because because we've been having all these babies and I don't know for whatever reason I'm always a little bit wary of like and everyone has different thoughts on it and I've heard lots of doctors say that fillers are totally fine Botox not so much blah 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 but we're getting the whole skinny from Dr.
1: Ackerman stay tuned we're going to start with, we're gonna, you're going to introduce yourself. Who is Dr. Arash Akavan?
2: Hi, I'm Dr. Arash Akavan. I'm a board-certified dermatologist. Uh, practice in Midtown Manhattan on 57th Street. The Dermatology and Laser Group uh, is the name of the practice In the business of providing happiness to people. Um, also have a uh, skincare product line called Mod Skin NYC. Uh, father of two beautiful daughters, and husband, my wife, Karen.
1: Excellent. Well, this is kind of special for me because I go to Dr. Akavan and he has helped me tremendously through the years with, with different things. And I think I'm a, I'm a kind of a a strange client for him because at the moment you know with me having babies I haven't entered into the Botox fillers world even though you know maybe one day I will um, so he's like he's this really interesting person because he can do the super cosmetic but then he can also just do the the health or like a little bit more on the I would say maybe natural side can we can we put that word out there
2: absolutely I mean I feel like our philosophy both of us is try and go as natural as possible for as long as you can, but mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with the other stuff also. If that, right. if that increases your happiness, go for it. I feel like.
1: And one, another thing that I really like about you is that you, you don't ever have that feeling that you're going to end up looking scary. So, like, if I do go down that route, I'm pretty sure that he's not going to like all of a sudden I'm going to be in like one of those pages of like oh my God, what did she do to herself for like the worst plastic surgeries out there or any of
2: I'm certainly not one to judge, but I feel like my philosophy and the patient that would kind of work best working with me would be one that wants to look natural. So the idea behind cosmetics for me is nobody should know that you had it. You should look refreshed. You could look rejuvenated. Not necessarily strikingly different, like a artificial.
1: When they come up to you and they're like, did you just get more sleep? And you're like, yes, that was it. That's the goal. <laughs> That's what it is. That's it's, the goal. So one of the things that I've, um, um, that I have done with Dr. Akavon is, um, is allergy testing so you know? Any mom out there, you know that hormonal skin is a very real thing. And I never really had breakouts during my youth, you know, teenage years. And then all of a sudden, once I started having kids, um, I realized that my skin was becoming more difficult. And I'm a pretty low maintenance person. I want to wash my face before going to bed. Maybe put a little bit of like night cream on. Maybe a little like under eye cream. And then I want to fall asleep. And then I want to wake up in the morning. And I want about like a five minute routine And that's it. I'm not somebody who loves to spend, you know, hours in front of the mirror. Um, and it was getting to be very upsetting for me, especially considering my my job as well, where I'm getting my photograph taken a lot. I'm, you know, I, I worked on extra TV and and um, make a lot of different, you know, public appearances with my husband. And so I was, you know, constantly going up and having a pimple extracted or trying to figure out, you know, what's making me break out. And Dr. Akavan said, you know what? Why don't we do allergy testing? And it got to a part where my chin was getting really raw and almost, I want to say it was almost like hives, almost pimples, hives, just I very uncomfortable.
2: for a while I was getting a couple of text couple messages text a messages. I was yes, like, we what were, is this? What is that? We, I'm like, maybe it's time to come in. I sent lots yeah. of
1: pictures to him. <laughs> um, and uh, I definitely started texting him more than I text my husband. Um, but um but you know so we did allergy testing where he put these stickers all down my back and I had to keep them on for two days and then he took them off and then I had to come in two days after that Um, and, and then he read them and I found out that I was allergic to like Two different things. One in particular that was that is really in everything. And I found out that it is in it was in my shampoo. It was in my face products that I thought were pretty natural and like cons- like good for sensitive skin. It was in a um, an SPF that I was using that was for sensitive skin. I mean I was trying everything and it was disaster. And
2: there's nothing wrong with this chemical per Correct. se. It's it was just wrong it doesn't for work me. for you. Exactly. Um, and that was the, the point.
1: Exactly. Yep. Um, and it was, you know. So it 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 has it was life changing. It was hard at the beginning because I spent hours in my bathroom, like going through all these different tiny bottles and lipsticks and chapsticks and mascaras and everything, and just reading and trying to learn about which ingredients work for me and which didn't work for me. Now I'm an expert at it. you show me any label, and I'm like, nope, can do it, or yes, that's perfect for me. Um, there's a really cool app as well that um, that you get where you can you know put the information in and it can tell you if it works or not. And I spent like a couple hours at Sephora, like scanning different products and doing that. Um, But now it's the point where my skin is back to me and I don't have to worry about it that much. I I actually, the other night I did like the unthinkable because this is my like one cardinal rule that I don't break, which is I always wash my face before bed and I was so tired and the baby wasn't letting me put him down and I fell asleep without washing my face. And I woke up in the morning and my face was fine. Yeah, Which before that wouldn't have been the case. And
2: I think the prevalence of people being sensitive to different products is a lot more than you think. People will just chalk it up to, oh, I just have sensitive skin, I have acne, I have rosacea, I have this, I have that. And it's so frequent that we will do this allergy testing for patients and they'll finally figure it out, uh, that missing but kind what, of piece to the right, puzzle. Right.
1: But what's interesting is that I find that We always blame it on our own systems and I was blaming on my system. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh my gosh, it must be, you know, my, that I'm having babies or that my period isn't regular right now or I didn't get enough sleep or whatever. Like I was making it my fault. And then I found out that it was actually something that I was essentially poisoning my skin with every single day, even though it's not bad for other people. It is for me.
2: I feel like we've talked about this before. It's, uh, sometimes a little too easy for women to chalk things up to hormonal issues Mm -hmm. and for pregnant women to just chalk it up to pregnancy like of course there's many changes that actually do occur but it's a lazy thing that physicians sometimes do and they're like ah that's because of your pregnancy oh that's because you're a woman it's hormonal you know um and it's often not it's often simpler than that yeah, yeah. no
1: and it it, 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 it then uh, again it was completely life changing and i recommend if this is something that you feel that you might be experiencing you should go get this allergy testing done, and then and then you just know. And yes, I do miss my old shampoo, and <laughs> I really miss my old mascara, but you know what? I'm so much happier with think, how my skin is, and I feel so much better.
2: I think we went through a couple of weeks of, can I use this one, yeah. just this
1: one? Yeah, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Fortunately, you were there to hold my hand through the whole thing. Yeah. So, you know, it's something that I get asked a lot because people do assume that I, I do Botox and filler and all that just because it's so common. I mean, you see it and you do it every single day, is when we are in the childbearing phase, phases of our life, um, whether that is wanting to get pregnant, being pregnant right after being pregnant or breastfeeding, what um, what do you feel like are some things that we can do? Um, what, what's your take on Botox um, with this? And what's your take on fillers while you're going through this phase? And what's the margin?
2: Yep. So the right away with during pregnancy, I'm very cautious. So I would say with the exception of very simple facials, maybe very simple chemical peels, I say kind of put everything aside for that time period just because you have a human developing inside you with so much going on and it's not worth, even though the complication rates with these non-invasive procedures, minimally invasive procedures are so low. It's just not worth that little bit of risk even. So I think pregnancy kind of put all that stuff aside. When you're trying to get pregnant, my one thing that I don't do is Botox if you're actively trying to conceive. Um, Just I don't like the idea of that being around, being metabolized during those first few weeks of the pregnancy. Fillers are fine. There's a lot of fillers out there if you're as long as you're not pregnant. The main fillers out there are made out of this thing called hyaluronic acid, which is this natural sugar. It's natural to our body. And I think that it's absolutely fine. There's really no potential risk. And likewise, any sort of laser procedures, devices that we're using, they have no internal harm. So I think when you're trying to conceive, it's fine. Right after pregnancy, even when you're breastfeeding, it's fine to do lasers and devices. The um, it's just during that pregnancy period that I put them aside.
1: What about, like, say, say you've done Botox and then all of a sudden you find out that you're pregnant? Was uh, like, do, is this, oh my god, what have I done? Or is no, can they I, sleep at night?
2: I would say 100% you could sleep at night. So I don't know of any cases where people have purposely been given Botox when they were pregnant, but I do know that there's many cases out there of women who have accidentally gotten Botox and they were actually pregnant at the time, right? And there's never been any sort of adverse events reported from that. So there's a little bit of reassurance knowing that
1: what I've learned from, you know, having four babies and then also, you know, being in a in a profession where I have to think about my appearance a lot, um, whether that's, you know, dyeing my hair or doing keratin treatment or, or what, whatever it is, um, is that a lot of times we say these things in the cosmetic world because we just don't know. You know, it's one of these things where it's like, you know, this is such a finite stage in your life. It's mm-hmm. in the grand scheme. I know that, you know, the 40 weeks feels like a long time, but it's really short in the grand scheme of things. So it better just to stay away from it. But at the same time, it doesn't necessarily mean that there's um, there's gonna be a problem. I remember when I um, was pregnant with my first and I wanted to get my hair dyed and I Came with like a list of ingredients to my OB, and he looks at me and he's like, Ilaria. You're saying to me that you're worried about these ingredients that you're going to do maybe, you know, three times when you're pregnant. And you live in New York City where you're walking among like among exhaust and all this pollution (laughs) on a daily basis. He said, don't even worry about it. This is one of those things where if it really makes you feel better about yourself, there's no evidence that this is going to harm your baby. It's going to make you feel good. Um, And, you know be more worried about walking behind a car um, exactly. day in and day out exactly. as, we, as we roam the streets of New yeah. York.
2: And then with the sort of, as you said, it's only 40 weeks, right after the 40 weeks, a big part of, I think, a new mother's happiness is kind of feeling like they're getting their stuff back together. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's frequent that we get uh, moms coming in with their strollers, um, trying to do whatever they can to kind of snap back to whatever idea they have mm-hmm. of what they want to be as quickly as possible. And that could be anything from skin health on their face, body health, pelvic health. Um, there's all sorts of things that go into it.
1: So I did, um, I think one of the first things that we that we did together was I did laser hair rem- removal with you, mm-hmm. um, which was life-changing i mean i don't know how many of you guys out there are waxers and you know f- shavers or whatever it is and it actually like just completely changed my life to be especially for a brazilian and underarm um and um And you know, it was one of these things where I just felt better about myself. And now you have a laser that is painless.
2: Right. Things have changed a lot since we first did laser hair removal to the most recent times you've done it. Um, That was kind of a cool thing that came out this summer. Uh, The biggest impediment to people getting laser hair removal, I think, was pain. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because cost wise, it actually comes out in the long run,
0: similar to waxing and things like that. Exactly.
2: Um, and it was just people were so scared of the pain. And as of this summer, you got to experience a truly painless laser, which is pretty cool and actually works better than any laser we've ever.
1: But I was also like the crazy one. They'd be like, "Don't give me the numbing cream. No, I'm yep. fine. I don't want to deal with this again." It goes down to like I'm like super low maintenance. Yeah, I, I want to be the like in and out. First
2: session, we we kind of argued about it a little bit. I'm like, "Nope, you're really going to need <laughs> the numbing cream." You're like, "No, no, I'm I'm going to get into my namaste zone and I'm going to do this."
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, yeah, the numbing cream. I mean, it kind of helps, but it's like then you it feel numb placebo. afterwards, and yeah. it was just then you have to deal with like all of that, and it's just you know, again, it's it's such a fast experience too. Um, and la- laser is something that you can't do when you're pregnant, correct?
2: I mean, technically you could, we don't, um, the, we've never had a complication with laser mm-hmm. in, in over a decade and thousands of patients. But what if we do, then we've done something that wasn't absolutely necessary, right. potentially putting the baby at risk if we need to then go on an antibiotic or something like that. So it's just not worth it to me. I feel like put it aside for those four right. weeks, don't do it.
1: What are some things so if people don't want to do Botox, I know that there is all these facials and stuff like that that you guys do. Um, what are some of these these new facials that 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 you do? I know that Alyssa does mm-hmm. um, and what you know is it do you feel like that's the future of? of sort of your industry, that people are going to be moving away from Botox? Or is Botox still just like the classic go-to and this stuff kind of helps around it?
2: So, I mean, Botox is still king. It's still the most uh, sought-after cosmetic procedure. But I do think that the trend is towards more sort of device-based things, more natural approach to anti-aging. One of the devices that's very popular in our office is something that uses this technology called radio frequency heats your skin um, safely and gets your skin to actually produce its own collagen you get a glow you get tighter skin smooths the lines um, and all without anything artificial being injected all without any real risk to you so um, why not you know why not do something like that and avoid any sort of exposure to medication even though we think Botox is perfectly safe Mm -hmm. Um, and then the thing with these devices is the end result in cosmetics. Since nothing is being injected into you, no medication, no filler, you actually look like yourself, just a refreshed version of yourself rather than any structures changing, which is, again, a goal of mine and goal of most of our patients.
1: What about under-eye mommy bags or mommy circles? What do you? What would you say would be the best remedy for this?
2: So my two, I believe a lot in combinations of procedures and medications and creams and whatever you can do. So with under-eye bags, there's two things that you want to do. One is you want to eliminate that sort of contour defect. We call it that tear trough, that little dip that occurs under the bag. And you want to tighten the skin. So tightening the skin, those uh, devices I was telling you about that heat the skin, there's one called All Therapy. there's one called temperature, there's many different types of devices. They all operate by getting your body to develop its own collagen and elastic tissue. Um, so that obviously tightens the skin, snaps back that uh, bag a little bit. Then a quick fix is actually injecting those fillers that I was talking about, hyaluronic acid. There's many different brand names of that as well. That can be safely injected under the eye, eliminating a little bit of that hollow effect. Then mm-hmm. there's good old-fashioned eye cream. Um, you know, Eye cream on their own, don't expect a miracle from it. Um, but, you know, using the right cream can really plump up the skin there and make it thicker, make the appearance of the bag at least a little bit softer. So uh, the same hyaluronic acid that's in the fillers is now in a lot of topical products, serums, creams. You can apply it topically. And what hyaluronic acid is, it's this sugar compound that draws water to itself. So it draws water from the moisture in the air around you into your skin, plumping it up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very effective.
1: So one of the things that I find with eye creams because I'm now completely product obsessed now that i've now that I've found um, this allergy that I have and then I went out there and I just was like, okay, let teach me everything about every single product is eye creams can be kind of confusing. Don't you find that when you look at eye cream or any kind of cream, there's like, okay, this is for under circles. This is for creases. This is for deep puffing. And like, why are you supposed to put like 12 different creams on? Because it's like, I have all those problems. <laughs> <Exactly. Seriously. laughs> I would like to mix all of these together
0: then apply it on. But you know what I always worry, what not even worry about, wonder about is why is eye cream always like 12 times as expensive as the corresponding face cream. What is so special about eye cream and why do we have to have
2: it? Yeah, so absolutely nothing is the short answer. It's all marketing. See, we're saving uh, you
0: hundreds of dollars. (laughs) (laughs) Just
1: put the regular face cream all the way up and done.
2: (laughs) There's a couple of key ingredients that they could have. I mean, they could have really great moisturizing ingredients. Of course, you could get that in your serum. You could get that in your facial moisturizer and just, as you said, move up an inch and there you go. Um, Sometimes there's specific ingredients that are put in for, like you said, uh, masking an under eye circle. So then essentially what you're doing is you're taking your um, under eye moisturizer and adding a little makeup component. So the trick to dark circles that they all add is they add a little bit of titanium or zinc oxide. Mm. The same thing that would be in your concealer. So they're not calling it a concealer because they're not calling it a makeup, but that way it's masking the Mm. under eye circles at the same time.
0: Interesting. So not so when they say okay, so depuffing for instance mm-hmm. Um, because some of them, I do feel like Absolutely. a cooling effect, yep. or that there's something at play. Is it usually just caffeine? It's
2: usually just caffeine. Okay, yep. so we
0: take old tea bags and some concealer and that our is... regular moisturizer, and drink a cup of coffee at the same time, <laughs> inside outside will be great.
2: There you go. <laughs> Complete, total caffeination. So- <laughs> yes. I'm
1: gonna take a yeah. sun. Right it's
0: gonna be great. Um, yeah, I feel like you know when you, especially if, if when you're in Europe and the pharmacies over there, they are always marketing these anti-cellulite like. Packs and patches and things. I don't know. In the US, I guess people are sort of like ah cellulite, whatever. Or 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 we recognize that there's not a lot you can actually do. Yeah, I think in terms of cellulite cellulite treatment. Oh wait, I'm okay. Tell me everything. I don't.
2: Well, in term, well, I don't have a cellulite cream.
1: No, not a cream. Yeah, there's a a device
2: that treats it. Yes, (laughs) Yes. there's a there's an actual treatment. It is minimally invasive. It's called Cellfina. And I would say out of all the treatments we offer in the office, that one has the highest patient satisfaction. So really? We routinely, we'll have patients come back with like tears of joy when <gasps> we look at their after pictures. Wait, can we talk it about really, like, really, really what,
0: well. what is it? What creates that dimpling effect? Is it like trapped fat? Is it water? What, how does that happen?
2: So it's just I mean, it's the fat that we've always had. It's being displaced by these fibrous bands. So the bands that are usually holding your skin down after puberty um, through hormonal effects can actually take on a different appearance where the um, they kind of encircle the fat in a way, creating these dimples. And the only true way to treat it is to cut those little fibrous bands. And that's what this device does with a needle, Selfina, uh-huh. is it cuts those bands. There is a little bit of bruising involved for a few weeks. Um, there's no real downtime or anything like that. You can go to work the Didn't next day. Can you tell
1: me something? Because I, w- I mean, I... I- even though I haven't, I've yet to embark on any of these things. I'm completely fascinated about it. And anytime I go to see yeah, Dr. We Akhavan, talk we talk about, it. about yeah, it. I ask options. options. So I'm like, explain, walk me through the entire thing. Um, do you have to wear like tight pants afterwards or something you <laughs> yeah, said? I mean,
2: nothing crazy. You wear basically like you your yoga, yoga, yoga pants, pants for a week. <laughs> for <Yeah>. a week. <laughs> <laughs> under, and you sleep under in them and everything. Ideally, yep, you'd sleep in them also. Oh, see, so this is
0: opening so many questions now. But in terms th-
2: of creams and stuff, I think the market... The American market's over it. Nothing works, so that's why it's not such a big deal. Because we know they don't work. That, People have tried them.
0: That's what I yeah. gathered from. The, I mean, I, what made me think of it was the caffeine conversation. Because I think most of those patches and whatever that they sell um, overseas are, are 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 a very finite like response. Maybe you'll have an hour or two hours of less cellulite, but then
2: that's exactly what it is. Um, it goes they, away. they often do have caffeine in them. They constrict the blood vessels. They can cause a little bit of minor skin irritation that makes everything kind of firm for a little while mm-hmm. and then it goes away in an hour or two. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with all those like massaging devices and things like that. You're just causing inflammation on your skin, which is masking the cellulite. You're not treating the cellulite in any way.
1: Okay. This new thing that everybody is talking about, what is it called? You probably know the, 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 Rock thing that you the jade roller, whatever it is, yes, oh the, the um, yeah. gua sha or
0: like
1: that thing that <laughs> so you put it in the freezer I, mm-hmm. and then you like contour your face with it. Um, worth it or not worth it?
2: So. It depends what you're looking for. Okay. So, for some immediate benefit, sure, um, you're gonna look a little How bit better. How are we talking
1: <laughs> about? Like five minutes?
2: <laughs> we're, d- we're talking minutes. Yes, we're not even talking right. hours. So, there's an old saying that if you like take a stick and beat your face with it, you're gonna look great for a couple of hours. Oh, that old say. Yeah, <laughs> it's an old thing in the cosmetic world, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: use that all the time. <laughs> just go beat your face. You'll feel much but, better. But in all
2: seriousness, just the inflammation of doing any sort of procedure like that, you look better immediately after um, but you're not actually changing anything there's no collagen being generated there's nothing actually happening in any sort of deep meaningful way so if you're looking for long-term benefit
1: not worth it got it Got it. So you so do it, then take your selfie, upload to your Facebook, and then don't take pictures for the rest of the day. <laughs> There's apps for that anyways. Yeah, right. Exactly, right. <laughs> why, why put yourself through all the work?
0: You know, it is one of those things where, so I similarly feel like every time I have an opportunity, I ask every, I mean, I've been seated next to plastic surgeons at dinners or, what, or um, dermatologists at dinners and been asked, or just asked them about like, under-eye bag treatment. Um, I call it the gullet when your like chin skin sort of starts to sag mm-hmm. a little bit. I'm 32. I feel like in the last couple of years, all of a sudden I have this, what's beginning to feel like a marionette shadow at uh-huh. my chin. So I like, and again, these are all ridiculous things that like, only you notice that, about yes, your only face. only you see.
1: I'm sitting right next right. to you and I don't see anything
0: <laughs> like that. Um, but I, I
2: think I, you both look great. Don't need any of this um, stuff. But We were we
1: paid him to. <laughs> <guess
0: exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> but I no, I think... Um, And again, I haven't done it because I've been having kids or breastfeeding or whatever for so long. I I feel like I want to not be trying to grow or nourish a little baby when, when I put these things into my body. Although I, I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard like fillers doesn't matter. Botox, maybe not so. Maybe I wouldn't do That's that.
1: so smart. He just said exactly that before you came in. See, I listened to you.
0: You. <laughs> <laughs> you got a little live feed. <laughs> a
2: little
0: live feed. Um, but I think you know for moms specifically, I think there are a couple things that are like commonplace problems. I think cellulite's a big one. Um, I think under eye bags are a big one. We've covered both of those. What about high um, Hyperpigmentation and like plasma when you get that pregnancy mask and then the post-hormone mask.
2: Yeah, I think the three main sort of above-the-neck issues that we get from moms are what you said. That's called melasma, that hyperpigmentation that you get after pregnancy, hormonal-related, also related to UV exposure, um, broken blood vessels, and Mm -hmm. hair thinning. Those are the three main things I think we kind of see in the face um, area. For melasma, it's a tough condition to treat. There's definitely a genetic component to it. Pregnancy is the main cause. I think the last uh, paper I'd read estimated about 90% of women have some sort of hyperpigmentation after Uh um, pregnancy. We approach it with a variety of ways. Uh, We were kind of talking about it before. My sort of philosophy with all these things is a little bit of everything to try and kind of tackle these big issues. Um, there are laser procedures that we do that help with melasma, chemical peels. Those are things we can do in the office. At home, it's obviously using sun protection. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically for melasma, you want to protect against something called ultraviolet A-light, which zinc oxide is a good ingredient to look for in your sunscreen. Um, and then lightening ingredients, and you can go the natural route. Um, vitamin C does it. Uh, there's a compound derived from grains called azelaic acid does it very cheap. You can get it over the counter. Um, and uh, licorice root extract does it. And then hmm. there's prescription products that do it too. Um, they typically contain something called hydroquinone. Uh,
0: yeah, is that, that retinols or how, where do retinols come into that conversation? Retinols can
2: help um, as long as you're responsible with retinol. So retinol does help uh, replace the damaged skin, the dispigmented skin with new fresh skin. It does make you sensitive to the sun, though, so you have to be Mm. obsessive with sunscreen if you're using retinol for that purpose.
1: I noticed um, with my pregnancy with Romeo, this was the first time that I experienced this, that on my shoulders I was getting, like, weird coloration. of Almost, like, just, like, splotchy. It would be, like, darker skin and then lighter skin. Um, And then it went away. Mm -hmm. It went away probably very, very soon after the baby was born. Was that melasma?
2: That was not melasma. In general you are prone to hyperpigmentation. So there's that line that you get down the middle yeah. of the belly. Um, the freckles and moles can get darker. Um, the melasma. So that was probably that, just a little bit more sensitivity to the sun.
1: But is it weird that I just got it on my shoulders and not on my face?
2: The, I mean, you're it's probably protecting. It's, it's, it's a good thing, <laughs> a good first thing. of all. But you're probably just protecting your um, face had, like, a little bit better weird, than your I, shoulders. I sometimes,
1: and this is going to like, horrify you um, I like didn't know what was going on so I read that that vitamin C helps um, and I got like so I and then for some reason I read that celson Blue helps Huh? I don't think it does but <laughs> he's looking <it's> like, at <laughs> if you guys could see the face the look <laughs> that, that Dr. Akavan just oh gave me gosh, how deep like, on what like are the thread doing? were you so reading I would, like, <laughs> for, for tips no. I was like oh, what's <laughs> happening I'll try anything so I would be in the bath and I would take celson Blue and use it as my like, <laughs> body <But> wash <he laughs> <laughs> my
2: gosh. That does actually treat uh, brown like discoloration on the shoulders if it's from a fungal infection. Oh,
1: I don't think it was. Yeah. Oh. I mean, maybe. Wow. And then I would put and then I would get out and there was like some like vitamin C that I'd rub on my shoulders. And you know what it was? I just felt like I was doing something was the placebo effect. <laughs> it didn't go away till after I had the baby. You then it was You just texted That
2: one you decided to do on weird. your own.
1: Yes, I uh, did. Yes, yeah. No, okay. uh, yeah. We got on uh, more on the texting, um, <laughs> the, te- the texting friendship after I had the baby. Mm, but yep. if I had been texting you during the pregnancy, right. oh my gosh, if I ever have another baby, he's going to be like <laughs> putting me on. on he's going to <laughs> <He's Exactly. gonna laughs> change his number. He's going
0: to
2: change no. his
1: number. Always a pleasure. <laughs> uh,
0: hyper, hyperpigmentation though, um, or I'm sorry, the broken capital. Mm-hmm. What is, why is that? Because the fragile walls of the capillaries? Or what's the deal so there?
2: So estrogen, it's because you want to basically f- feed the placenta. Mm-hmm. So one of the roles of estrogen is to dilate blood vessels to give increased blood flow to the baby, the mm-hmm. developing baby. And one of the consequences is that is broken capillaries. Uh, people will notice it on their chest, neck, and face. Mm-hmm. It Usually after the estrogen levels go back to normal, that usually dissipates for the most part some capillaries especially on the face can be broken and then the only real solution for that is lasering them away
1: what about varicose veins that's exactly right Uh, what about
0: varicose
2: veins same thing lots of things we can do for that um from lasers there's surgery obviously would be the most invasive option there's injections that we can do Um, The idea with anything that's uh, broken capillary, varicose vein, spider vein, is you want to cause inflammation in that vein, and that healthy inflammation basically gets the wall of the vein to close off, and then the vein goes away. Preventative things that you can do is have as much compression as possible so that blood isn't pooling in your legs. Keep your legs up whenever you can. If you do, find a minute to read a book, watch TV, do something like that, try and keep your legs elevated. Um, be mindful of keeping your legs crossed for extended periods of time, not putting pressure on your um, vessels, basically, mm. your legs.
1: You know, one thing I haven't experienced that throughout my pregnancies, and I always attribute it to, but I could be completely wrong, so correct me if I'm wrong, with, um, with staying active. But then I've heard some people say, if you are too active, then you can get varicose veins. Um, so, so which is it?
2: Yep. Yeah. So... Active is good. So when you're active, you're uh, contracting the muscles in your legs. And so that's your circulation. pushing. That's improving circulation. Exactly. Standing for long periods of time, not moving, not good because then the, the blood's pooling. So mm. um, a lot of people will kind of mistake the two. It's it's if you're standing all day, that's not necessarily being active.
1: Right. Yeah. No. 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 Definitely yep. not. No. And that's I. The only time I would get swelling. Um, would be if I was, you know, either sitting for long periods of time or standing for long periods of time. But if I'm moving, then I would be then I'd be OK. And when when I am pregnant, you know, when I'm not pregnant, too, but especially when I'm pregnant, I try to do something active almost every day, even if by the end, you know, is just walking. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and it really I mean, I have found that I've had pretty good Pregnancies in terms of in terms of veins and stuff like that. Now I we we um, interviewed Erica Bloom, who's a um, amazing Pilates instructor, and we talked about. Um, I'm not going to be able to say it right because I never say it right. But the, <laughs> the abdominals, uh, the abdominal split. What doctor? what Diabetes don't you say
2: recti? Yes,
1: there we go. You. Thank you. That one. <laughs> that one. Um, and um, you know, I I know that you have something at your um office are we calling it an office center what do we what do we call it do we call it a, hmm. a, a office is fine office <laughs> i his, guess that's at, what it at is his office <laughs> um it feels even more magical than an office <laughs> oh thank you um they uh, that um has uh, i can actually help um to reconnect not Ooh. reconnect but bring bring the so basically together. what
2: diathesis is it's a separation of the rectus abdominis muscle Um, It can happen during pregnancy. That's one of the biggest risk factors for it. Um, Can be bothersome to women, um, can limit some of your exercises, can limit being able to build strength in your core. Um, And there's many different sort of solutions for it. The most drastic, which I don't usually recommend if you can avoid it, is surgery. Um, You can see physical therapists for it, Um, trained Pilates instructors, yoga instructors can deal with it. Um, It's basically a strengthening of those muscles that you need to achieve without doing traditional sit-ups or crunches, which are actually very bad for it. Um, A very exciting device came out. um, The first ever FDA clear device didn't come out for this purpose. It came out for cosmetic reasons, as all these devices do. It Mm -hmm. came out for uh, body contouring purposes, but it builds abdominal muscle without doing any sort of sit-ups or crunches or anything like that. Um, and what it essentially does is it gets the muscles in the abdomen to contract 20,000 times in 30 minutes. Um, you do a series of four treatments, um, and besides the aesthetic benefit of burning fat and building muscle, it's actually been shown to help with closure of the dialysis wow. as well. Um, so it's been a pretty cool device. Um, it uses, a, it's called M Sculpt, it uses electromagnetic technology. Yeah.
0: That's so wild to me. Yeah. I mean, I love the sound of not having to do sit-ups and getting <laughs> the results. That sounds amazing.
2: Yeah, got FDA cleared for non-surgical butt lift as well. Which oh, is I mean, can cool.
0: we just do the yeah. whole body? Yeah, there can you Can we go. do arms? Just <laughs> <strap> it on <laughs> everywhere. Ankles. So that's,
2: that's actually been very, very popular with moms, both both for that purpose of kind of strengthening the core so that you can get back to your regular exercise routine, get back to feeling yourself again. Um, but also, obviously, the aesthetic benefits can't hurt.
0: So... Okay, I have two questions, and you can decide which one you feel like answering. The the, the one that I, I'm kind of curious about because I've heard a lot about it, and not dissimilarly from diastis, diastasis recti, which mm-hmm. I didn't really understand, but I'd heard a lot about— um, Vaginal rejuvenation, I don't mm-hmm. understand, like in theory, I understand, but I don't understand what that actually means. Is that something that you do in your office or can you just like describe to people what that is? Yeah.
2: So we do have a couple of approaches to that in our office. So basically the idea behind that is with the trauma of carrying that weight of the baby for mm-hmm. 40 weeks supported by what's called the pelvic floor, this series of muscles and tendons that are basically supporting our whole body pelvic area. Mm -hmm. Um, And then obviously the obvious trauma of childbirth, a lot of damage can be done both to the nerves, to the muscles, um, leading to issues such as urinary incontinence, which is a big concern for many women after pregnancy, especially stress incontinence, which is that little bit of leakage that you can get if you're jumping up and down Mm -hmm. in an exercise class. Um, The um, painful intercourse because of decreased. Uh, vaginal lubrication, decreased sensation, so less pleasure with sexual activity, and these are all things that we can kind of tackle now. That same company that made that device for the abdominal strengthening actually has a device for strengthening of the pelvic floor. Mm. It uh, stimulates Kegel exercises. Um, so this and- company
0: must be run by women. <laughs> <It's> like-
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> it does. Uh, it's ten thousand Kegels. Wow. In Thirty minutes and. <gasps>
0: What? Um, yeah. so efficient. <laughs> it is. <Yeah. laughs>
2: um, so that obviously leads to benefits of strengthening those muscles. Because Kegels are something that it, they seem easy in concept, but people just don't get around to it. Some people just don't feel like they're doing it right, so they give up with it. And this is something that does the work for you. Um, of course, you can supplement it by doing it at home. But people have been getting benefits with incontinence after even one session. And there's other devices that can deal with repairing the nerves, repairing the glandular tissue so that there's more lubrication, more sensation. Um, uh, we use a device um, uh, called Thermiva. It's a little bit more inv- invasive. involves a thin, thin wand being entered into the vaginal canal, heats the tissue for 30 minutes, um, and that's been shown um, conclusively in studies to... Lead to increased healthy blood flow to the area, hmm. increased lubrication, tightens the vaginal wall. Um, so for many people, these devices are just life changing. Life-changing. Wow. Absolutely life changing. Yeah. Well, you know what
1: the other the other thing and being a being a fitness person, um, you'll find that when you strengthen a muscle somewhat, you just develop more of an awareness of it. So you know, for example, after I have a baby and my body is not as strong as it is, for example, right now, eight months postpartum. Um, I I notice this almost like I can't I can't activate as much everything from my abs to even my legs and my arms and everything. And then little by little, as I start my exercise routine back to you know a non pregnant person, I'm able to do more. I'm able to feel more. Um, so I imagine that if you do one of these. Kegel treatments, as we can call it, um, then you actually are able to experience doing Kegels better on your own. It's almost like a jump starter to be able to do it. Like not only is it going to help you with the issue and make you stronger, but it is also going to help you to um, to be able to That's do a really them, good point to do them on your own. Um, you know, I do want the one thing that I haven't been able to figure out yet um, is uh, the skin tightening. After having a baby and it's something that I, you know, I'm definitely going to address it even more once i'm for sure done having babies because i'm not sure i'm for sure done having babies yet <laughs> um but um but what are things that you can do because no matter how strong or skinny you get or whatever it is you do have that excess skin after having a baby um especially you know i'll notice for me when i'm doing like you know planks or push-ups or something like that or a downward dog and you look down and you see that like that creping and it's just it's just a different quality it's to your stretched, skin yeah what can we do
2: so basically, what's happened? It's obvious. The fabric, our skin, laying over all that muscle and fat and everything below it, has been stretched out through weight gain, through carrying the baby, and it does snap it back. So be patient, um, and exercise and a healthy lifestyle definitely helps with that. Um, if you're not getting to where you're happy with it, there are devices that we can use again that help with tightening. Um, there's completely non-invasive approaches. Those are devices such as all therapy that we use very often. A device called TempSure, which uses radiofrequency, we're basically heating the skin from the surface, building collagen, um, and that's permanent collagen with permanent benefits. If somebody requires more attention than that, there's um, devices that we can uh, insert right under the skin. Little tiny thin, they're called cannulas, basically little needles that are um, inserted under the skin can tighten it from below as well. Obviously, with that step, we're becoming a little bit more invasive. invasive yeah. And then there's surgical approaches as well, um, which are great. They're generally safe procedures. Um, obviously, you're then taking on the risk of a surgical procedure, that recovery period and things like and that. So we try as well, yeah, correct. exactly, yeah, yeah. A SCAR. So we try and favor the non-invasive approaches whenever we can.
1: What are some of the worst mistakes that people make when, when doing cosmetic procedures? Like again, going to like the, like the horror, the horror stories, like what, what are things that we should stay away from?
2: So I think you don't want to get addicted to cosmetics. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's some, that's a real problem. So you'll see somebody will do a little injection in their lip and they look great and they think they look great and people think they look great. So I think, why not a little bit more? I'll Mm -hmm. look even better. Um, And one thing I often also see is kind of hopping around from doctor to doctor. So you see a doctor thinks you're kind of, they're done. You've gotten to what their objective was. And then you go to another doctor and that doctor is like, okay, well, I can add a little bit of filler too um, here or there or do just a little bit more of this procedure or that procedure. And then soon you start looking like a Barbie doll version of yourself, mm-hmm, yeah. right. which to is a man never
1: with a look- hammer. Everything looks
0: like a nail. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: What should people be careful of with um, I, I mean, I always like see you can get like like you go by some little hole in the wall place and they're like cheap Botox or something. Like, like, should you be afraid? Should people be afraid of these places? Is it I, bodega sushi? Yeah. <laughs> is it, is it
0: the same? Are we talking about the same situation here? <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, I would be. Wary. Uh So these are all very very expensive devices So and expensive products you know a vial of Botox costs, costs hundreds of dollars how a um a provider is giving you that Botox for less than the cost of the bottle. Mm-hmm. I'd be a little bit concerned about that. Like, Where did they get the Botox? Do they lace is it diluted? with other things? Is it diluted? Did they mm-hmm. get it in the United States? What is going on that they can offer these prices that you're seeing on Groupon? It something doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, be, be careful out there, please. Um, and and I know I know that we have to go soon. I know I keep on Cal, I keep on being like, but I have another question. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is like my favorite interview. Yet. Um, so I one of the things that that I that I admire so much about you is that, yes, we have a clinic that is expensive. But then sometimes, like (laughs) I remember, but I remember one time and I'm like trying to find a really great body cream. And he's like, you know what? I really like CeraVe. And I go on to Amazon and I get a gigantic bottle of CeraVe for like five bucks. And I really like that about you because you know what? You're like, yep, some stuff costs money. And then some stuff is just like go to your local like pharmacy and, and you can pick it up. What do you think are some like just like a couple of, of products that that people can get that are that are pretty in a grocery
0: store or department yeah. store or um, pharmacy finds that are like really as good or gets you most of the results you care about? Sure.
2: Um, so for starting from the top down. So for the face, I love, as you said, CeraVe, CeraVe PM, great moisturizer has ceramides in it. Which are the most vital fat for our skin it has niacinamide in it, which is a B vitamin that's anti-inflammatory for the skin. Um, there's another product, La Roche Posay's Double Repair Cream. You can buy it in any local drugstore. Yeah. Amazing moisturizer, great anti-aging, anti-inflammatory benefits. For the body, no need to go fancy. If you have little dry, rough patches, a bottle of amlactin, a huge bottle is probably like ten bucks. Uh, great moisturizer, has lactic acid in it, which is naturally derived, um, smooths rough skin away. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I mean, I can kind of go, on, he, and he on, but, go but, yeah. on and on. You can
1: go on and on and <laughs> on. My my thing recently has been, I think I talked about this on another podcast, is uh, dial soap. I'm like really into dial soap right now. <laughs> this is the Selson Blue dial yeah, soap gonna, advocate. I, over
2: here. I'm not gonna join you on that one, but <laughs>
1: you know, I have to say that that midnight jasmine smells really.
2: Yeah, they but do can smell I just great. tell you the yeah. Dove
0: commercials from like the early two thousands made me so afraid of soap because they would do the girls under the blue lights and they would have all this like scaly soap residue. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious right now. Yeah.
1: No, no, I would say it's my it's my fear of germs. You know, a lot of people would be like, you know, that one like first baby, you're like so afraid of germs and you're like so careful. And then like by you know the fourth baby, like me, mm-hmm. you're like whatever. You pick the pacifier off the ground, mm-hmm. which I've seen people do in New York streets, which is like horrible, yeah, and then put it back in me. the mouth. And yeah. I'm not me yeah. either. I think I've become like more afraid of germs just because like if one person gets something, it spreads like wildfire through oh my, my gosh. house. So like yeah, Dial soap. It's <laughs> oh, <that's> great. Okay. <laughs> sure. Antibacterial. <laughs> <laughs> We're going <laughs> to let you have that. Thank you. Yeah, thank why not? you. Thank you. Don't judge me, guys. Please don't judge me. No just judgment. Don't, no, Absolutely. No, no, no. No, no judgment on mom brain. But there are lots of natural antibacterial, antifungal okay, options out there. We, just so. Okay. You know. Well, you know what? Uh, Daphne and I, I are going to chat about that.
2: Well, shout out to tea tree oil. Yeah. yeah. Tea
1: tree oil. Love okay, tea fine. oil. I'm going to get some tea tree <laughs> oil. It shout might out to vinegar diluted with water for your counter. Those do not smell as good Shout out for coconut oil. I can't argue with that. That's true. <laughs> do a little essential oil in there. It's good. Um, I know that we have to go. We do something called our favorite things, um, and is which could be like you know an under eye concealer. Sometimes it's like our favorite diaper that we're using right now. It could be a treatment. It could be whatever. What is something that you're super into right now?
2: Hmm. So one thing. You know what?
0: I'm going to go a little different. for skincare for men, by say... the way, because there are lots of husbands out there who might need a good skincare product.
1: I wonder how many husbands are actually listening to this. Not listening, to to but wives scam. by. Yeah. Hello. I, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. I got you ladies covered. Valentine's Day is coming up. I know. <laughs>
2: I will say, and this is going to be a little strange answer. For skincare, my biggest thing that I kind of say over and over again in the office is sleep and exercise. So... Um, whatever you can do. My two kind of big things I've been really into, there's this uh, sleep aid called do um, It's a blue light that gently flashes on your ceiling and it flashes at a rate that it wants you to breathe at that's been shown to send you off to sleep. And mm. I find it very effective. Obsessed with different exercise classes, like I've been, my new obsession is rumble. And all these things are very important, I think, for regulating cortisol level, which is the number one thing for skin. Um, both for anti-aging, preventing inflammation. Um, I think just kind of regulating your sleep and exercise cycles, the most important thing you can do.
1: Amazing. Those are good ones. They are good College ones. My favorite things. do doubt How do we spell that? Do-
2: D-U-D-O-W, I think. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We're going to look
1: it up. Yeah. Well, thank you so much thank for coming. This was so great. Thank you for I could great. talk to him for hours. <laughs> I mean, well, you're also
0: just, I'm like, what is the meaning of the universe? Like, I feel like you know, we can throw any <laughs> question feel, at you. Doesn't it feel like he has like every single answer <laughs> out so
1: there? It's so no, great.
0: It's really
2: lovely. Where,
1: where can people know you, discover you, feel, feel your calming presence?
2: <laughs> so our website is dermatologyandlasergroup.com. And we're also on Instagram at dermatologyandlasergroup. Pretty simple.
1: One of my favorite things to follow, have to say.
2: Thank you. Well, thank you. Thanks thank for you. having
1: me. This is a... Don't you see why I've been talking about him nonstop. She has. Yeah, no, I have.
0: I have. (laughs) She also would show like anyone who would look her back full of patches. patches. Look at this. Look at me. He's so fun. I feel like I could ask him like any question under the sun and he would have an answer.
1: He does. No, he has the answer and he has the answer very quickly. And if let me tell you something, if he doesn't have the answer. I love that. He's like, I don't know. And I'm going to get back to you. And he does. He gets back to you. And it's a very interesting And He always has like percentages. he's, He's like, this will work. 37%. (laughs) 37%. <laughs> he seems very um, conservative, too, of like, he's not, he
0: doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's like, let's do this and this and yes. stuff, this in your lip and stuff.
1: I also know that he tries everything on himself, which I feel like is okay. really. Wouldn't you be nervous if
0: you were a dermatologist or any kind of person who had, like had access to that stuff? Because I would. I'm such a product junkie. I'd feel yes. like I'd be like, just a few more minutes under the laser. <laughs> like, just
1: like so weird. But he's very passionate about what he does. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we crack each other up. We're loopy.
0: Seven it's been a seconds, but afterwards
1: it still keeps on. It still keeps on going. Um, we are drinking. Here, she's drinking some We're tea. Drinking. I'm drinking We're some drink. sparkling water. It's getting wild over here. Just, at Mom, just you Brain. know, this she emergency. Has, she has emergency packs <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was tea. That's where the energy is coming from. Um, so anyway, we hope. I hope we you're hope laughing you with us. Yes, I know. I think. Please enjoy it. Enjoy the loopiness I hope you're a loopy at home. All right, guys. Guess what time it is. What time is it, Daphne? It's (laughs) showtime.
0: It's 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 time for our favorite things. Now it's time for our favorite things. Yes! I love this part of the show. I think it's super fun. You guys get to know us really well this way because we are giving you the down and dirty on some things that we love and that our families love and that have changed our lives recently. So my favorite thing this week is um, the, oh my gosh, I'm going to not pronounce this correctly. It's the Kybe Sitome Professional Kids Hair Clippers. (laughs) It is a, I'm looking at it, I I buy pretty much everything on Amazon. So we will link to this so you guys can find it too. But... um, I got these little clippers. They're waterproof. They're really small. They're kids' hair clippers, and it's like a little buzzer. What's this thing called? Um, oh, you know, if you like, you're, like a
1: hair cutting clippers. Yeah. I was thinking hair clips.
0: No, no, no. Like if your husband gets a fade or whatever, or they clip around his ears and they trim around his ears. And I'm, by the way, I've used this to do like my husband's neck too in a pinch. Do you? It's waterproof. So here's the coolest thing: is like I'll get John. Um, I'll like my ba- my son John. I'll clip his hair, which is hilarious. I'm so
1: impressed that you <laughs> yeah. cut your child's hair. I do. You know
0: what? I find that I every experience I've had, I've had multiple haircutting experiences with him but like occasionally at a barbershop he's good if he feels like he's one of the men you uh-huh. know but if we have to wait 30 minutes to get in a chair his patience is gone and then by the time we get in the chair and the guy's like coming at him with little scissors and shaking at him I'm just I'm, it's too it's too wracking it. for me so I get him out of the pool and I'll like do his little trim oh, um, so nice. and I'll so usually I'll start him outside I'll, fin- I'll like do most of it and then I'll throw him in the pool so he rinses off and then I'll get <laughs> uh, then I'll get like the defining sure angle
1: you're, you're, you're <laughs> my,
0: pool, my your pool your pool cleaner. filter <laughs> is, uh... really really, really appreciate that, <laughs> yeah. that little robot at the bottom yeah. um, but but it actually it's been so amazing A because I can do upkeep regularly because my son's hair is a lot like mine it grows really fast and he just he has so much and it. it's so thick and we're down in Florida and it's hot so um, anyway I've totally loved it and Um, and it's it's like 19 bucks on Amazon, and so easy and portable to use, and I feel like, especially, it's really small, so when little kids first start getting haircuts, it can be really overwhelming and scary, and like scissors coming at them, and um, people aren't necessarily the most patient the way that you would be, and we can, you know, he gets to watch his little show while we're doing his clip sometimes, so it, we keep it very simple at home, and I've loved these clippers. They worked very well. See, for one, me. Of,
1: one of my best friends, um, he cuts hair, so I he just comes oh, that's and perfect. Like does it. But also, your kids
0: have a very different texture. hair. It's, it's straight and it's finer, so I feel like it falls nicely. Cutting John, my son, is like cutting a sheep. It's literally just like shearing <laughs> a sheep. It's hilarious. I've I
1: don't know. It out. I don't know like if I would be very good at cutting hair. I mean, I mean, I'm I don't impressed that be you have that. <laughs> no, you've you've he always look good. I'm I'm totally <laughs> impressed. I don't know if I'd be very good at it. I don't think I <laughs> Anyone would want me to actually cut their hair. Um, okay, so my favorite thing today is actually my favorite sparkling rose. Oh. Which is Mer, and it's. Delicious! I just looked it up online. I think it's like twenty bucks a bottle. Awesome! Um, yeah, really. really rosé doesn't have to be expensive, by the way. And by the
0: way, you don't want to age rosé. You want to drink it like yes, right no, now. Yep. So exactly. By it, the two thousand eighteen vintage, I guess, right now. But two thousand nineteen this summer. <laughs> um. And yeah. Twenty bucks is like more than that.
1: It just, no, it was it's great. Not, you know, it was, and it's so delicious. It's so refreshing. It's like that it has that perfect like crispy, mm. dry, sparkly, zingy flavor, and it's like you know, it always feels fancy. Do you drink rosé year round? I do. I didn't used to. Children has have changed my my wine taste. So, like, I was such a, like, red wine drinker in the winter, rosé in the spring, white in the summer for mm. some reason, and then I would have to go back to the red. And now I drink, I'm, like, so into sparkling everything. Yes. It just feels like it's a You are. You're like one big bubble. It's hilarious. I, I do. I do sparkling <laughs> water. I do sparkling wine. So I still will drink uh, red wine. I very, very, very rarely drink red wine. I do not like Chardonnay. The, any like buttery, oaky No, I'm not a buttery, oaky, white wine I, I person. I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, that being said, you know, if it's zingy and like crisp, crisp fresh. and like goes up into your like forehead, I'm so happy. So fun. Um, so yes, Baldemar is my fave. Nice. And
0: Thank me. you guys. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to MomBrain. Tell your friends about us. Um, and of course, we love, love hearing from you. Send us your emails. MomBrainPod at gmail.com.
1: Until next, time. we'll I think both of us like mangled that last Boom. one a lot. A blooper. We have, don't you guys think? You guys, please write to us and tell us if you think you need to see our blooper reel oh because it is no joke—the whole mom brain thing. Just, uh, we're going to leave you on that note. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. This is Mom Brain with Alaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. Mom Brain is a Gallery
0: Media Group production.